This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 247. So today is Thursday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, 2022. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what is the best lens for street photography. As someone who shoots a lot of street photography myself, especially when I lived in the Atlanta area and worked in the downtown district, I would often carry my camera and shoot lots of street photography during my lunch hour and on my walk to and from the bus station. One of the biggest arguments I have ever heard more times than I can possibly count is what is the best lens for street photography? Well, today we're going to look at that question in greater detail. So the first thing you need to consider is do you want to shoot prime or with zooms? Now, when choosing the best lens for street photography, you got to answer this question up front. Zoom lenses offer a variety of focal lengths, so you have flexibility, where primes are a fixed focal length. But they're generally available in much wider maximum apertures than zooms are. And they're quite a bit sharper. But both of these types of lenses are used in street photography. So let's look at them both in more detail. Zooms are a great general use lens, and that's their biggest selling point. The fact that you can have a selection of focal lengths so you don't need to change your lens and risk getting dirt in your camera and on your sensor. There are, of course, a large selection of zoom lenses on the market, with one of the most common being the 18 to 55 millimeter, which comes as the kit lens with most camera companies' camera bodies. There are also those that are called super zooms, which allow you to go from 18 to 300 millimeters, such as the new 18 to 300 that was just released by Tamron for the Fujifilm X series of cameras. Anyone new to photography will likely start out with the 18 to 55 since it's a kit lens and it's totally possible to get great street photography shots with this lens. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Canon is one company that makes an absolutely fantastic 18 to 55 kit lens. And it got even better when they released the Mark II version just a few years ago. Now, let's look at the pros and cons of zoom lenses. Like any other product or piece of equipment, there are pluses and minuses to zoom lenses. And we're going to look at them right now. Under the pros category, they're affordable. Most of the zoom lenses are considerably cheaper than primes. Even when you get into the higher end of zooms, like the Canon L or Sony G Master series of lenses, so if your wallet cannot support buying multiple prime lenses right now, then this is probably the way to go. Next, you have ease of use. The nice thing about a zoom lens is you can easily go from wide angle 
two tighter close-up shots with a simple twist of the zoom ring. And of course, finally, there's the flexibility. A zoom allows you to keep shooting without having to change lenses all the time. Your typical zoom lens is equal easily to four or five prime lenses at various focal lengths. You know, for example, you got the 70 to 200 or the 24 to 105, 24 to 70. You got so many different focal lengths there that you can easily cover the equivalent of four or five prime lenses. But let's look at the cons of a zoom lens. First of all is perspective. No one, uh, now, one thing to keep in mind is focal length can drastically change your perspective when you're shooting. Do you use your zoom lens and have to zoom in when shooting street photography? If you do, then you're compressing the scene and you cannot include other outside elements in your shot. So you basically have an incomplete story. Lack of interaction. One of the best street photography tips and you've heard me talk about it before on this show, is learning how to interact with the people you are shooting. This is so much harder to do if you're zooming in from a distance. And zoom lenses tend to be more obtrusive and make people on the street more nervous or uncomfortable. With a nice compact prime, you are more of an undercover shooter. And people will be more comfortable with you shooting street photography that includes them. Loss of image quality. With a zoom lens, you can change focal length on the fly, but they also come with the issues such as variable aperture, poor sharpness, and poor image quality. Distortion, chronomatic aberration, vignetting can also easily be an issue with a zoom lens versus a prime. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying prime lenses are perfect. We're going to talk about those right now. But just keep those possible image issues in mind when you're thinking about a zoom lens. Okay, so what about prime lenses? Well, prime lenses only have one focal length. So whatever you buy is up to you. Get something that's simple. You can keep, you, know, you can think of these as non-zoom lenses just to keep things simple. I apologize. Now, when it comes to primes, there are tons of options. And the most popular ones for street photography are the 35 and 50 millimeter. Because these two focal lengths are most closely matched what your eyes see. Now, primes don't stop there, of course. You can get prime lenses from as wide as eight millimeters, which is usually a fisheye lens, to as long as 1200 millimeters from Canon. Most street photographers prefer to use a prime lens as they are more compact, sharper, wider aperture, lighter in most cases, making them superior to zoom lenses. So the question is, are prime lenses the best option for street photography? Well, let's look at the pros and cons of primes. Under the pros, you have aperture. The wider aperture of a prime lens gives them a huge advantage versus zooms because you can get more background blur or bokeh. Primes are often, often come in apertures, apertures such as f2.8, f2, f1.8, f1.4, or f1.2. And the glass in primes is often better than the glass in a zoom lens. Low light capabilities. 
The super wide aperture of prime lenses also mean you can shoot in much weaker light than you can with most zoom lenses. Street photography after sunset is much more moody with more contrast, so the best lens to capture this with is a good prime. Then, of course, you have the bokeh. As mentioned, under aperture, primes will have the absolute best bokeh because of the really wide apertures. And some of the newest primes on the market, made by various companies, are as wide as F095, 0 0.95. And they're reasonably inexpensive from some of the third-party makers. Now, some of the cons with a prime lens, fixed focal lengths. That's the most obvious issue. You don't have multiple focal lengths to work with, which might mean changing lenses, especially if you want a tighter shot, as it's better than getting right into someone's face to make the shot. Also, if you get too close with a wider prime, you have the distortion issues where their facial features won't look right when you're looking at the images later on. Their ears, nose, stuff like that will all look out of proportion. So keep that in mind as well. Now, what I recommend, and again, this is all down to your cost, your budget. When I do street photography, I like to carry two bodies. I'll carry one body with a 35 millimeter lens and then the other one with maybe a 24 to 105 equivalent. That way, I can shoot my standard 35 millimeter, which to me, in my opinion, is perfect for street photography. And if I need to get those tighter shots, I can switch to the second body and use the 24 to 105. Okay, so let's continue on. Cons, not quite as user-friendly. Most new photographers are used to zooming all the time because, as I mentioned before, kit lenses tend to be zooms, such as the 18 to 55 or the 70 to 300. But there are exceptions, like Fujifilm offering kits with their 27mm f2.8 pancake lens, which is a 40mm equivalent in full frame. Since new photographers are used to zooming all the time, it takes them a bit of time and practice to get used to shooting with a prime lens. You also have to change lenses in the field if you want a different perspective, unless you have more than one body. So there you run the risk of getting dirt on your sensor or possibly missing the shot. Expensive. That's the last con. The 35 and 50 millimeter that I mentioned earlier are great lenses. And unless you're looking at the Canon 50 millimeter 1.2 L or their 35 1.4, they're not super expensive. But many other primes on the market will be really expensive, much more than your typical zoom. So, do you think primes are the way for you to go? As you progress as a photographer, you should consider buying at least a few primes. Remember, they often have superior glass, wider apertures, and better overall image quality than any zoom lens. My recommendation is start with a 50 millimeter. As from most all companies, they offer a really inexpensive option. Canon, for one, offers up to three different models to choose from. They have the 50 1.8, which is super affordable at $200 or less. They offer a mid-range 50 millimeter F1.4 for around $400. And then of course you have the 50 millimeter F1.2 L and the EF mount is $1,400. In the RF mount, it's about $2,400. So keep in mind, these are all EF mount prices. 
And in the RF mount, they do offer the F1.8 and the F1.2L. But they're not the only company. Nikon, Sony, Fuji, they all offer usually more than one 50 millimeter lens. And they're all slightly different quality and price point. So keep that in mind. Now, why do I recommend the 50 millimeter? Well, because it allows you to get your subject and still get some of their surroundings. And 50 millimeters is also often used for portraits in the studio. So you've got a pretty much got a twofer there. If you go with a 50 millimeter lens, it's going to be something you're going to be very happy with and you're going to get great images with. So just keep all of that in mind. Okay, so now, why do I rec? Well, well, I'm sorry. Great, some great other options for street are 35 millimeters. Many photographers shooting crop body instead of full frame opt for this lens, as with the crop factor, it gets to around 50. Actually, it's 53, which is why when I switched to the Fujifilm X mount, I went with a 33 millimeter f1.4, as it is a perfect 50 millimeters in full frame. The 35 is also wide enough to capture plenty of background around your subject without having to do a lot of backing up yourself when you're shooting, especially in full frame. 40 millimeters. Now to me, 40 millimeters is another good focal length for street photography. And many shooters that I know love to use this focal length. It's not as wide as the 33 or 35, but they are super affordable and still get you close to what your eyes see. So if you want to be discreet, the now discontinued Canon EF 40mm f2.8 STM pancake lens is only $393. And even though it's discontinued, you can still find it at places like B&H. I looked today before I recorded this. Or you can consider, if you're shooting Fujifilm, the XF 27mm 2.8 pancake lens, which runs about $399 and is 40mm equivalent in full frame. Now, the other really nice thing about these two specific lenses is since they are both very small profile pancake lenses, they are really discreet for street photography, especially if you pair the XF27 with one of Fujifilm's XE bodies. I have photos of my Fujifilm XE4 with the XF27 millimeter 2.8 lens mounted on it, so you can check those out in the show notes to see what I'm talking about as far as a very small and discreet package. Next, we have 50 millimeters. Although the 50 millimeter can be used for street photography, it is not everyone's favorite choice for this style of shooting, especially if you're not used to how the 50 millimeter works overall. But with more experience, you will learn to love this lens for its ability to shoot more than just street photography, as I mentioned a little bit ago. What about wide angle? If you want to get even more of the quote street story into your images, then you should consider a good wide angle prime, like a 16 millimeter or a 24 millimeter. Being that these lenses are quite a bit wider than the 35, you will get way more in your scene. But what about long focal lengths? Now some photographers prefer a tighter crop and a longer lens also compresses the scene for you which is why a longer focal length prime might be the route you want to go. And if so, you should choose from the 75 millimeter, 85 millimeter, 105 millimeter, or the 135 millimeter. 
And most of these lenses come in apertures ranging from f1.2 to f2, or maybe even 2.8. Now, with a longer lens, remember, you'll have to step back more, and you might make people a bit more uncomfortable as they'll feel like they're under a magnifying glass. So, what about zoom lenses? Which are the best for street photography? I'm going to continue with that in just a moment, but first, I'm going to take a short break. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. Okay, so what zoom lenses would be best for street photography? Well, the 18 to 55 millimeter is a good option. And as I mentioned earlier, this is one of the most common lenses used for street photography, as it comes with most cameras, no matter the brand. It's good for shooting wide and getting more in your scene at 18 millimeters but also allows you to get a bit tighter with the 55mm end. They're not as good as a prime optically, but both Canon's and Fujifilm's 18-55 to kit lenses are really high quality for their price point if you have to buy it separately. And I'm sure Nikon and Sony's are really good as well. I haven't personally tried theirs. I've only ever shot Canon or Fuji, so I know the most about their lenses. Then we have the 24 to 70 now, this is a kit lens for professionals, and it comes with the more professional bodies, such as the Canon 5D series or the 1DX line, and the much newer EOS R5 and R6. They are much more expensive than the 18 to 55, but they're also generally a fixed aperture, where the 18 to 55 is usually like an f3.5 to 4.5. And the 24 to 70 also comes with higher quality glass as it is more of a high-end zoom lens. But it's also fairly heavy, as it often comes in f2.8. So keep that in mind. It can be a very heavy lens. Then you have the 12 to 24 millimeter. If you're in need of a specialty lens, then you can consider this ultra-wide lens. They usually come in an aperture that is fixed as well, but it's usually f4, which can be fine for street photography, especially during the daytime. And it also allows you to shoot in tighter spaces like alleys or smaller areas. Next, we have the 24 to 105 millimeter. To get an all-around option that can be used for street photography, you can never go wrong with the 24 to 105, which is a kit lens for the more professional bodies, much like the 24 to 70 is. Now, the 24 to 105 generally only comes in an f4, where the 24 to 70 often comes in a 2.8 aperture. But the 24 to 105 gives you the ability to shoot even tighter with its longer reach. The only downside is both these lenses tend to be heavy as they usually have image stabilization as well. So keep that in mind. 70 to 200. Some photographers like to use this lens as it allows you to get even tighter than the 105mm or the 135 primes. 
and it has more versatility than the others, covering a wide range of focal lengths in a single lens. The 70-200 comes in both f4 and f2.8 versions, but both lenses are fairly heavy and expensive, with the f4 model being a bit less expensive than the 2.8, of course. So, what are, in my opinion, the five best lenses for street photography? Well, first, the Canon EF 50mm f1.2 STM Mark I or Mark II. This is the newer version of the original Nifty 50 or Plastic Fantastic, and Canon also offers it in an RF mount. The lens offers a good aperture, it's fairly small and lightweight, and still makes great images. Now, remember, it's not on par with something like Zeiss or Sigma's 50mm, but the price is also much lower. Key features are minimum focus distance of 0.35 meters, better bokeh produced by the seven aperture blades, best value for your money in 50mm, especially if you find the original SDM model that only sells for around 125 new. It's a compact design. And it's not a heavy lens at all because it's almost all plastic construction. Second, we have the Nikon 50mm f1.8G series. Now, I shot Canon for years before switching to Fujifilm X-series, but I want to include other lenses in this episode as well. Now, the Nikon lens, like the Canon model, is great in low light. It's compact, fairly lightweight, and inexpensive with good image quality. Key features are it's awesome in low light conditions, produces excellent background blur or bokeh for a more artistic effect, and if you're shooting Nikon, this is the low cost option for you. Next, we have the Sony 35mm f2.8 Sonar, S-O-N-N-A-R, maybe I'm pronouncing that wrong, T-F-E-Z-A. Now, this Sony lens packs a tremendous amount of punch when you're shooting street photography. And to cap it off, it features Carl Zeiss optics. This means it will make insanely sharp images, and you'll be very happy with its results. It is still smaller and lighter when compared to an f1.4 and f1.8 options, but it's also not super inexpensive. Now, key features, it's light and compact design. Very fast, accurate, and nearly silent autofocus. Works with both Sony APS-C and full-frame camera bodies. Okay, number four. The Fujifilm XF 23mm F2. Now, since making the move to Fujifilm X-Series, this is the lens I went with for street photography, as it's a 35mm equivalent in full-frame. It has a fairly wide aperture at f2, and it's also weather-sealed, so I can safely shoot with it in the rain, which I do frequently. Key features nine aperture blades for beautiful round bokeh, 35mm and full-frame equivalent, aperture ring of f2, uh, range of f2 to f16, and of course, as I mentioned a moment ago, it's weather-sealed. All right, number five. The Sigma 35mm f1.4 Art DG HSM. Now, this is an absolutely beautiful 35mm f1.4, and it comes with a mid-range price and excellent optics, especially since it's part of their Art series of glass. 
Now, in comparison to the Canon L lenses, it can be a bit sharper. With the aperture of f1.4, this lens works really well in low light, but you probably won't shoot it wide open as the depth of field will be too shallow. Now, key features for this lens, it's available in multiple mounts, including Canon, Nikon, and Sony. Produces wonderful bokeh without losing sharpness, and it has a beautiful modern design, so it's very easy to use. But let's talk about one other lens. So technically, my sixth choice, and that's the 24 by 70 f2.8 from any manufacturer. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the 24 to 70 will work there as uh, there are a number of companies that make this lens from Canon to Nikon, Sony, and even Fujifilm makes a 24 to 72.8 equivalent. It gives you the versatility of 24 millimeters on the wide end to 70 millimeters when you need to get a bit tighter in your shots. Now, key features in this lens, very wide aperture at f2.8, making it excellent low light. Most of these lenses are very high quality and sturdy construction. Most are also weather sealed for shooting in bad weather conditions. So I threw that in as kind of a bonus sixth lens. So in conclusion, wrapping up this episode, there are a few key factors to consider when choosing the best lens for street photography. It is wisest to consider weight, features, price, and the most important part, image quality. Now, after all of this, which lens wins? To be honest, doesn't really matter. It's more about you and what you want and can afford. You can go to a local camera store and try some of these options between primes and zooms, or you can even go to lensrentals.com and rent before you buy. And there's a link to Lens Rentals in the show notes that's my affiliate link just to let you know. But it doesn't cost you any more to rent using my link. It just kicks back a dollar or so to the show. But in the end, the best lens is the one you are most comfortable with. So next time you hear any, any two photographers or more arguing about which lens is the best lens for street photography, you can just gently chuckle, shake your head, and walk away. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. 
Also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, comment on them, share them out on social media, and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. All right, folks, I'm out of here. I will see you all again on Sunday for the latest news and rumors.